0: It's not that hard things are not going to happen anymore once you become aware of who you are or once you decide to have a more positive outlook in life, crappy things are still going to happen, right? But you become more aware of how your reactions can affect the situation.
1: Hey, mamas, welcome to the More Than A Mother podcast where we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mother at the same time. I am your host, LaJuan Moses, and I am helping you find the freedom to live. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the More Than a Mother podcast. This is your host, Lawan Moses, and I'm back with you again for another great episode. If this is your first time listening at More Than a Mother podcast, we are helping moms to create a life outside of motherhood without sacrificing their family time. We believe that moms can pursue their dreams and be great moms at the same time. My guest today is Marta Spurk. Marta is a writer, podcaster, and woman empowerment coach. Her focus is teaching women how to increase their self-esteem and improve self-image by going on a deep dive in inner work and personal development. Through her podcast, The Empowered Woman, her virtual self-improvement school, and in-person workshops, she hopes to encourage and uplift women to step into their own power and realize they can do it all. Today, I talked to Marta about her own motherhood journey, including becoming a triplet mom. Marta shares how becoming a triplet mom sparked her own personal development journey and led her really to become her own case study for what has now become her business. Let's dive into my conversation with Marta. Hey, Marta. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome to the More Than a Mother show. I am so happy to have you here with me today.
0: Yes, me too.
1: So can you go ahead and introduce yourself to the More Than a Mother audience?
0: Yes, of course. And I love that name, by the way. It's oh, totally <laughs> aligned with what I believe in in my message. So, I am uh, an empowerment coach for women. I focus on helping women increase their self esteem and their self confidence through self love. So, essentially, make personal development a priority and a constant in their lives. And A lot of it, or I would say most of it for me started after I became a mom. So in 2016, I had triplets and they're four years old now. And it's been quite a crazy ride. I actually had them abroad. I'm from Brazil and we were living there at the time. And then when they were nine months old, we decided to move back to the U.S. So that was a big, big change, uh, being a first-time mom, two, three babies, full-time, stay-at-home mom, away from my family, away from my mom, and from any sort of help. My husband's family lives out of state too. And that's when I started really digging deep for the strength I never knew I had um, to be able to care for other human beings and just having so much responsibility, feeling that overwhelm. And that's when my coaching uh, path started, mostly for myself. And I always like to say that I'm, I'm my own case study because as I start going through this journey and through this growth process, I share it. And that is encouraging for other women. And essentially that's what I do with my work now is I help women find their voice within, find their strength and share that with other women too, so that we can help each other out.
1: Oh that's great. So it sounds like your aha moment came when you were having your triplets and life changed for you quickly because I'm sure that did you I'm sure you didn't g- know going into it that you were going to have triplets so <laughs> no
0: not at all and a lot of it now I have been kind of coming out and speaking more of my truth because I have been able to see it and admit it to myself How much of a disappointment it was, and that's something that you know, as moms, we feel bad saying, we feel guilty. I feel like that was my my first experience with mom guilt was when I found out that there were three inside of me, because it's that thing of you know, I still want them, of course I love them, but this is not what I was planning for. And with motherhood, you're never, you can't ever really plan for anything because everything, you know, is just so different. It's it's hard to keep up with your own expectations because you can never know what it's like until you're in it right and with most things in life but I feel like motherhood is a special one yes, I agree <laughs> it's a special curveball and so and then for me having triplets now four years later and with all the work that I have been doing. Inside, you know, all the inner work, I have been able to admit this to myself that it was hard, that I was kind of in denial. I feel like I went through all of the steps of 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 grief, almost of losing myself, which was, you know, being in denial, being angry, like why, why me? You know, I'm the type of person that just, you know, likes to go out and meet people and do things and. You can't do that when you have three little kids. It's really hard. And I still did a lot of it. And then now with having toddlers, it's becoming exponentially harder because they're mobile. They will do everything that they can to run away. So it gets harder and harder. It's of course a blessing, such a learning experience, but it's still tough.
1: Yes. And I think the journey will always be tough no matter how old your kids get. Because I mean, they will become older, more independent, but I think the journey will always be a tough journey especially with your experience having to have three babies at the same time like you go from nothing to now you're like three lives people are depending on me these three little precious lives are dependent on me so Mm -hmm. I can only imagine how that felt because I mean I couldn't even imagine like the shock and all the emotions like that's just real yeah it's good that you were able to put words to that and are okay with sharing that and admitting that Mm Because there are so many people that wouldn't want to admit that. But I think you kind of free yourself when you're able to admit, this is what I experienced and this is what I felt.
0: A hundred percent. And that's one thing too, that sometimes even my husband has a hard time understanding because, you know... Nobody can understand unless they're a mom and men, I don't think, have the same grasp, especially if they're not stay-at-home dads, which is not the case for my husband. But sometimes he's like, you know, some people might listen to you talk about these things and they might be like, just suck it up. That's what motherhood is like. And I'm like, well, there might be people that are like that, but those are not the people that I'm talking to. I'm talking to the people that are recognizing these feelings and feeling bad about them. And I want to tell them that it's okay to feel that because there's other people out there that feel that too. And when we try to suppress those feelings, they don't go away. That's not how you help yourself in your situation. It's when you talk about it, when you name the feelings. And now that I have toddlers, we learn so many strategies and things to handle our kids and teach them how to handle their emotions. We need to be doing that same work with ourselves because we are the ones that they learn from, right? So being able to label your feelings and to really lean into those feelings instead of pretending that they're not there is the way into empowerment and just feeling better about yourself and living a more fulfilling life.
1: Right. And labeling those feelings. I think mothers or even people in general just have this idea that we're, we shouldn't feel. We're not allowed to like right. it's just this perception out here that everything's always good. Those are the only feelings that we should show the world and we should admit but We kind of set everyone up for like this false sense of hope, I would say. Yes. Don't peel back the layers and Mm -hmm. show and are transparent in our journeys that, yes, I'm giving this empowering speech and I'm an empowerment coach and those type of things. Mm -hmm. And I'm delivering to you. But there are real feelings behind this. Yes. It's the process that I had to go through, which is great that these type of conversations like we're having Mm -hmm. are happening because it's giving people that freedom, giving mothers, women that freedom to say, okay. I'm not always okay. And yes. And admitting that it's okay to not be okay.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And and I, I love that you said that false sense of hope because that's a lot of what we see um, out there, especially with social media, just this perfect life, right? Perfect motherhood. I feel like now things are changing a little bit more with us being more upfront about the messy house, the piles of laundry and things like that. But there's not as much talk about the feelings, right? It, right it's, right. it's just the pictures. And I feel like it's super important for us to, again, name those feelings and talk about the crappy things too. Cause there's lots, you know, and that's, that's part of my work too, is helping women with, you know, finding gratitude for things and, and finding the positive side, the silver lining. But I don't think you can actually find those things until you process the hard stuff and understand where you're at. It's, you know, it's all fine and dandy to look into the future and say, I want to be this person. But if you don't understand who you are right now. It's a lot harder to get a point B if you don't know what point A is.
1: Exactly. And I like to, with what I'm doing, I call that remembering your identity because we mm-hmm. lose so much of our identity in motherhood yes. and in all of our roles, but it's not until we go on that personal development journey and start to remember who we are at the core and what we yes. like and the things that make us happy that that can yeah. start our true transformation.
0: Yes, definitely. And that's what having triplets has helped me so much because I take so many examples from my interactions with them and seeing three kids born the same day, being raised by the same people at the same time, they're so different. They're already born with assassins of, you know, different tastes, different inclinations, and even different talents already. And It's interesting how as we grow, we lose sight of that, especially with motherhood too, uh, because there's so many other things going on at the same time that, you know, that loss of identity happens and we all go through that. But it's interesting to see, it's almost, you know, like when you have a child, you relive your own childhood. You start remembering all these things from when you were little too. And I started thinking back to when I was a little girl and a lot of the work that I do too is encourage women to go back to their childhood and really use motherhood as a way of doing that and and remembering, you know, your impressions of your parents of when you were growing up. And that has helped me even develop some gratitude and forgiveness for my parents, for my role models, because now I understand they were doing the best that they could as much as I'm doing the best that I can. So cut everybody collectively some slack.
1: (laughs) Yes. And that's important because we do what we can do with the things that we have at that time. And I mean, now we have such opportunity to do so much more. So it's great that we're able to take advantage of these things. But Mm -hmm. when we go back and reflect on our childhood and whatever our stories were and the things we went through, it's important to recognize that our mothers, our parents did the best that they could do with what they had at that time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's not saying that anything was wrong with how they did it or using those traditional roles as people's, tend to do, but that's what they knew to do at that time. But now there's just so much more. There's so much more opportunity and the world has changed that we're able to kind of break through those traditions and those norms to kind of re flip the script on motherhood. That's what I like to call it.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Because sometimes we get into motherhood and going back to that false sense of hope, yes. um, thinking that we're just going to do the exact opposite of the things that we didn't like growing up. And then that hard reality hits us saying, I don't know that I can do it any differently. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's just, you know, the whole expectations being completely shut down. And so it's important for you to be easy on yourself with the things that you can do because maybe you had this whole plan of i'm gonna make you know homemade food baby food for my for my baby i'm going to do all these things like these were the things that i had to throw out the window very early on uh because of it being triplets you know my whole idea of my birth plan and breastfeeding all of those things (laughs) i had to throw out the window (laughs) so it, it was hard and i feel like nobody's really prepared to, under, to really understand until they're in it, that they're just going to have to give up so many things and sacrifice so many of their preconceptions and things like that. But it's super important for us to, again, cut, cut ourselves some slack and understand that you don't know how you're going to react to a situation until you're in it.
1: Exactly. And that's with everything in life. You just, yeah. So you can't plan for, and as much as you try to have the best laid plans, I mean, you can't plan for everything. Right. And experience is life's greatest teacher a lot of times. Yes. Yes. So as when you were when you became a triplet mom as a result of going through this what did you discover about yourself cuz i know you said you had all these expectations and things lined up but that quickly went out the way so what did yes. you discover about yourself on your journey beginning as a triplet mom
0: So what became really clear to me was that i had lost control of so much in my life that i had control before cuz even thinking about you know having a spouse it's easier to control one person, you know, and another adult, you kind of understand how they behave and you find this groove. Uh, But then when you throw in a little person in the mix that doesn't really rationalize or anything and just has these needs that need to be met, it's, you know, you, you realize that you're not in control anymore that, you know, you can't just plan ahead or, again, you have to throw all those expectations away. And that's when I really turned into personal development and it helped me understand the things that I can control, which is myself. I can control the way I think, I can control the way I feel if I really start paying attention to myself. And that's where, you know, personal development came in handy because it's not that hard things are not going to happen anymore once you become aware of who you are or once you decide to have a more positive outlook in life, crappy things are still going to happen. Right. But you become more aware of how your reactions can affect the situation. So it's not that bad circumstances are not going to be around you. It's that you can probably avoid certain things by reacting in a different way, and it 's so interesting to notice how much control we do have of our reality, regardless of the unexpected things, when we start paying closer attention to our real to our reactions and Another thing that was super important for me to to do in this process was understanding more of my personality type and how Uh, I have certain tendencies that maybe my husband doesn't have or my close friends don't have. And sometimes you start judging yourself or judging people because they act differently and you think that's not the right way. It's Mm -hmm. like we always have, you know, the one way, the one thing in our heads and All of this has helped me understand that everybody's so different. And going back to the example of my kids being born the same day, oh my gosh, they're so different. So let alone people that come from different families, different backgrounds, different countries, like myself, understanding that in order for us to be able to live in harmony, we have to accept people's differences and understand that we see the same thing completely different. So it's Really, everybody has their own personal reality, which is, you know, the definition of personality too. And that has actually really helped me in my marriage as well, into seeing how, you know, my husband operates and so he reacts to situations a certain way. And for me, it's usually the opposite. And finding again that harmony and being more forgiving of people too. What I like to say is always giving people the benefit of the doubt because you don't know if they were ill intentioned when they do things that offend you. And oftentimes you feeling offended has more to do with your own personal insecurities than that person's intention to begin with
1: that's a good point yes that is a very good point cuz i mean people don't i mean we just do what we know people don't intend most times don't intend to offend someone and it's really like you said that comes back to your reaction cuz i mean you're the one that even though they may have said something or done something to you, you're still choosing to be offended by it. So it comes back to the things that you can control. And I like how you said that there are so many things that we can control. But I think that people are focused so much on things they can't control that we don't realize how much power we have in our own lives to control certain things. And I mean, that one person we can control is ourself. And in doing that, that is so much power that I think people take for granted or don't even realize they have.
0: Well, and the reason for that too, is that even though it's amazing to realize how much power you have, it's also scary because there are things you're going to have to do that, you know, things you may have to sacrifice or things you may have to change. Whereas it's a lot easier for you to just put blame and say, I'm like this because he did that, you know? So it's easier to just put always point to to the outside instead of saying wow this happened because i reacted this way it's hard to take responsibility for certain things not that everything is your fault and not that you know you should be down on yourself but it's kind of like a two-way road there's a lot of power and there's a lot of vulnerability too being very honest with yourself and saying, wow, I I messed up. So now I can do better next time. Instead of saying they messed up, they need to
1: do better next time. But you can't control that. Right. And that (laughs) that vulnerability, yes, that is something. I have one of my children that she is like that, where she likes to say they did this and they did Mm -hmm. that. And it's coming from a place once you get older and you know better, it's like trying to teach like, okay, no one can make you act a certain way. You're in control of that. So that's what we're going through now. She's 10 trying to get her to understand that mm. you're in control of how you react, but she's so focused on when they did this. Yeah. And I think that it's good being in the place that I am, that I can kind of show her and help her navigate through this because these are things that adults are still dealing with, with like and all. So, I mean, just imagine the 10 year old having problems with processing that. Imagine if you had 20, 30 years of doing something yes. way. that's just, yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that you said that too, because sometimes, uh, with the work that I do talking so much about self-awareness and self-love and self-empowerment, I have been criticized by people saying you should be dedicating more time into, you know, your kids and, and. They should be the priority. They should be fo- the focus of your attention. But what people don't understand and that I have understood with this process by knowing that I have, the only thing that I can control is myself, is that when I am, am more aware of my reactions and how I behave, they're seeing that. They're modeling that. Even if it's not you know something that I can see 100% right now, it's something that they're taking on. Because you know, there are several studies and things out there that show that uh, kids' anxiety, kids' stress come from the parents because they're sensing that energy and you know, we, we know they're sponges. So they're, they're, they're learning all of those things too. So if you learn to be more respectful to yourself, be nicer to yourself, of course, you're going to be more respectful of others. And then my kids are going to see that and feel that for them. Because a lot of what I started understanding with that loss of control is that I am not going to be there for my kids. All of the time there will be a time when they will you know spread their wings and fly and for me this is even more so real even right now when they're toddlers because it's really hard to give three people attention at the same time it's shared all of the time and that makes me feel bad i wish i could snuggle and do all the things mm-hmm. that you know a regular mom can do but i physically cannot and so it's a lot of pressure and, and you know all of these things i started feeling really really bad and really really guilty When it's not my fault, it's no one's fault, it's just my reality, but it's really time for me to nurture myself so that I can be more present and a healthier version of who I am for their sake. So it's amazing how there can be a bad rap when you talk about self-love and self-care, especially for women, because they're the ones who are supposed to be taking care of everybody else. But what people don't understand is that when you love yourself, everybody around you wins. Because you're going to be showing up in a different capacity. You're not going to be depending so much on others and putting so much emotional pressure on others to fulfill you because you will have that sense of feeling complete and feeling whole within yourself.
1: I hope you are enjoying this episode so far. Before we dive back in, I just wanted to share with you something great and exciting that is coming your way made just for you. Are you tired of feeling stressed, overwhelmed, and anxious? Are you just tired of always being busy and just feeling like you're all over the place and that there's never enough time to get anything done? Are you ready to get all the things in your life in order so that you can have some peace, some contentment, and really just start living your best life? Well, I'm excited to announce my new digital course, from overwhelmed to organized, managing family, business, and all things in between. This course is truly a transformation journey. We start with talking about that work-life balance and working through what work-life balance means to you and how we can really just get to the root of it so that we can really get some peace of mind around our lives. Then we look at what you have on your plate and do a lifestyle inventory to just figure out all the things that you have going on and how we can get them to best work together. Then we look at your boundaries, help you establish priorities, and furthermore, look at this thing called mom guilt, really dissect it and learn to ditch the guilt so that we can live more peacefully. This course is coming to you soon, and I am inviting you to become a founding member that can really help set the foundation and where this course will go in the future. Through tried and tested methods that I have done myself, because trust me, I wouldn't give you anything that I haven't already worked through myself, I know that this course is transformational and that it will really bring about the change you want to see in your life. So if you are ready to ditch that overwhelm, ditch that guilt, and really just start to reclaim power over your life, Check out the show notes or get on the list so that you can be notified when my new course from Overwhelmed to Organized, Managing Family, Business, and All Things in Between drops. I can't wait to bring this course to you and have you as one of my founding members who starts this transformational journey and I'm so excited to be on the journey with you. Hit the link below, get on the list, and now let's get back into this great episode. Yeah, and that's that's good because I am big on self care, self love, self empowerment, personal development. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the driving force that led me up to this more than a mother point because taking care of yourself first, like, and it's such a foreign concept. And I mean, I can oh. just relate to the things that you're saying with the criticism. Like, it's like you're speaking a foreign language when you tell someone you yeah. have to take care of yourself first. They're like, "What? What does that mean?" Right. Like, I'm supposed to do this, this and that. Well, it's like, okay, yes, you can do that, but if you're Mm -hmm. not filling up your own tank, as I like to say, then how can you fill someone else's tank up exactly? Running on empty. You have nothing to give. But in order to show up like it's your greatest sense of self, you have to strengthen that and pour into yourself. And then you can give your best to your kids, to your spouse, to whoever to whomever else. Yeah.
0: And it's important to also say that it's we're not just talking about getting your nails done. Right. bath, a bubble bath, or just drinking a glass of wine when the kids go to sleep, like it has to be something more intentional and something that again deals with your feelings. Because because those things are nice physically, right? You feel, you know, better about yourself if you get your nails done and stuff, but will that really change the way you think and feel about yourself? Most likely not. So, it's really important to to tap into the personal development, tap into journaling and different strategies and things so that You'll you'll be more in tune with yourself because you're the person you spend the most time with. So you have to know yourself the best, and you have to treat yourself the best. <laughs>
1: yes, those are two of my favorite ones: know yourself and value yourself. We're like so yes. here because those are two. Like mm-hmm. when people talk to when I talk to people, I'm like, you have to know yourself. Like that's the first thing. Like know yourself. And then the whole value yourself, know how to treat yourself, yeah. those are like both right up there. Because if you don't, how can you expect to give your best to your children or to anyone right. else if you're not even knowing what's going on to the person that you look in the mirror at every day and who you're going to be with forever? Yourself? Yes,
0: yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and people don't really realize how much of an impact our relationship with ourselves has over other relationships, because really that's, that's the standard that you have to follow is how you feel about yourself, is how you're going to interact with other people. Because if you think that you're not worth it, then people around you will get that message, right? They will understand that that's how you position yourself and that's how they're going to treat you too. The boundaries and and the example has to be set by yourself.
1: Right. And I think a lot of mothers, a lot of women struggle with the whole idea that it's selfish. And mm-hmm. I tell people, okay, who cares if it's selfish? <laughs> like, right. That's what I like to say. I mean, to me, it's not selfish because yeah. you deserve to take care of yourself like everyone else deserves to take yeah. care of themselves. But at the end of the day, if someone feels you're being selfish, oh well, because yeah. you deserve the right to preserve your energy and be your best self. So if you want to feel it selfish, okay, that's their opinion. But you're doing what you need to do to take care of yourself.
0: Yeah. And even the connotation of selfish because when you look at the definition of self-love in the dictionary, there are two different ones. One that says, you know, self-respect and uh, really valuing yourself, respecting yourself. And there's another one that says narcissistic, you know, thinking too highly of yourself. And then when you think of the words, words world word selfish, you could think in the same way that it could be either respecting yourself, taking that time for yourself, understanding your, your limitations and your boundaries, or just thinking you're narcissistic and everything. I feel like self-love and selfish could be interchangeable mm-hmm. because it's really a matter of perspective.
1: It is. And at the end of the day, I would rather take care of myself and know myself so that I can show up as my best self in everything yes. that I do. hundred percent. So tell me more about what you're doing as an empowerment coach. Yes. So
0: I uh, have my podcast and I also have a couple things uh, going on that I love uh, to do is I do have a membership site. So I call it the Empowered Woman School. So it's a virtual personal development school. There are so many membership sites out there to help business owners um, grow their business or different you know courses and classes that you can take. But as a teacher myself, because that's actually the career path that I have taken is to teach languages. I started teaching English in Brazil when I was 14. I decided why not take the same path but into personal development and teach women personal development. And so that's what I decided to do is open up a virtual school where we teach, you know, video lessons. And it's not just me. The students are encouraged to teach lessons to or to share their stories. So I call it a collaborative platform because everyone can be a student and can be a teacher because essentially all of us are. Everyone has something to teach, um, something different, something valuable, and everyone can use learning, something else right it's it's never too much to learn something else and you know just learning to keep that that open mind to understanding that it's not about competition it's really about collaborating and empowering each other because the more confident that you get in yourself the less need you have to compare yourself to other people because you know there is no comparison exactly and so this is something that i love is having women join the school so that we can have these discussions and conversations because We all have friends that don't really understand personal development, that if you were to tell them, you know, this is how I'm feeling and my limiting beliefs, they're going to be like, what are you talking about? Right. Or even if you talk to our husbands, he's going to be like, what are you talking about? So it's nice to have friends. And even if they're just virtual friends that are on the same wavelength, on the same page in terms of that, and be able to have these conversations. Because when you talk about things, you really are able to process them better. So I love having this school for that reason. And something else that I had been doing monthly until we had to uh, do social distancing, (laughs) is in-person events here in Denver, Colorado, where I live. I call them the Empowered Women Workshops. And I have different panels, different topics every month with women sharing their stories. And it's so nice to bring people together in person and have these discussions. Because again, it's not just a networking event where you're talking about your business and everything is fine and dandy and you're so successful. It's events where you talk about the difficult things. So again, opening up that space for women to talk about their feelings so that they don't feel alone and they can help each other with their experiences.
1: That's good. And I like that you're creating that safe, place and safe mm-hmm. space to have these conversations because so many women need to have them and to yeah. be in a room whether it's on the school or in person to be in a room with people that get it is that's such a transformational experience because yes we can have best friends spouses whomever and we can talk to them like you said they're not going to get it because they're not right. on that same path that we're on but when you're able to connect with those people that are walking on a similar path, it kind of helps you to transform and realize I'm not alone and it's okay and we can do this together. So I like that whole collaborative approach.
0: Yes, it makes all the difference.
1: Yes, it definitely does. So as a mom of triplets, how do you find yourself juggling all that you're doing with your kids and your business and just different things in life?
0: So I feel like while it may look like it's too much and again I have been criticized for that too saying why add something else to your plate is that I really needed it for myself. So it's really kind of like the way of me recharging. So while we encourage women go do your workout or you know get out of the house for a walk or whatever. For me, this is what this business has been. And now that my kids have been in school, of course, I've gone back to working with languages. So I work as an interpreter here in Colorado too. So I do have two different businesses, but it's really a matter of like priorities and doing things while my kids are in school. And this is what I've been doing even before they started school is making the time, right? So waking up before they wake up, doing things during nap and that's one of the biggest things that I um, encourage moms to do is make sure that your kids are on a schedule. For me, it was almost like I had no choice because of having three kids at the same time. I had to make sure that they were on a schedule so that we could all be on the same page. So very early on, they had very a uh, very strict routine with their naps, and they used to, you know they really fell into it. I mean, I taught them; they learned it, and that's how it was. And that's really what helped me because if you're just going to let, you know, the kids rule your life. And that's another point that I feel it's important to oh, make Yeah, that we, we think that whenever you have kids, that kids are going to ru- rule your life. And that's where people say they're a priority, which means mom never sleeps, mom never eats. And it's just how your life is going to be for 18 years. And I don't agree with that because for me having three kids, there was no way. I understand not sleeping a whole lot because you have kids, but once you have three babies, there is no way you can function mm-hmm. if you don't sleep because you can't just lay in your bed and, and have a baby breastfeed on you when there's three of them. Right. You know what I mean? So I had to be on a schedule. And that's something that I feel like I can use as an example for moms that have one baby and that feel guilty of sleep training or doing things like that, but they don't understand that they need that structure and that routine because you need it too so that you can be a better person. Uh, healthier mom for them. So having that structure and that having that schedule is huge. And I would say that at the time that we're living now, everyone would agree that when you have kids at home for long periods of time, you have to have somewhat of a structure so that everyone survives.
1: Yeah, you do. And it's so important because, and if you set that structure, like you said, early on, Mm -hmm. then it becomes a norm and the kids adjust to it. I think the biggest problem, because I even ran into that myself, when your kids get so used to you being there and doing everything, and they have been the priority for so long that when you switch it up, it's like, wait a minute, what's happening? And a lot of moms or a lot of women reach that point, and it's like, okay, nobody's liking this transition, so they kind of stop. But I was one that was like, okay, this is what I'm doing now, and it's okay. And eventually, the kids do adjust to it. So those routines and taking that time and saying, setting those boundaries are so yes. important because you have to have boundaries with everything in life, with everything, even with kids. your
0: kids, Yes, <laughs>
1: even with your kids. I mean, cause if you're going to do anything for yourself and be that woman that you were before you had kids, mm-hmm. then you have to have boundaries. Cause there's no reason why you should have to give up everything. I mean, we make sacrifices, but you shouldn't have to give up everything just because you have kids. And I exactly. think that's what a lot of people run into. Yes. Definitely. Yes. So what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your life journey so far?
0: I feel like being very honest with myself and understanding that it was okay for me to be kind of resentful of the whole idea of having triplets. And now that I, I was able to be that honest with myself, I have actually been enjoying my kids a lot more. So I feel like it's so crazy how you may feel scared of admitting those things to yourself, but once you do, it's actually super freeing.
1: Yes, that's good. Yeah, and that freedom is just a feeling like no other. That's really good. Yes. So, what tip could you offer to a mom who may be out here struggling to on her personal development journey or struggling just to make it, manage it, and just try to get some of herself back and all that she has going on?
0: So something that is very visual and that I think helps a lot and that has helped me and my clients is getting out a picture of when you were four or five years old, looking at that little girl. And then especially if you have a daughter, this is going to be even stronger. And understanding that you would never you know, step up to a little girl like that and tell her that she's ugly, that she's not worth it, that she should be in the back burner. you know, You, you would never say, ugly things to a little child like that in your right mind. And you would never do that with your own child. I mean, just the thought of someone stepping up, another adult stepping up in front of your daughter when you're not there and telling them that they're awful people in awful words, like that is heart-wrenching, right? Except we do that to ourselves all day, every day. Our inner monologue is most likely very negative. We are our own worst critics. So one of an exercise that I have, and, and I can uh, send you the link for that for, for people to try it too. It's called the self love mirror exercise. And we do that by first um, either looking at a picture of us when we were little or just closing our eyes and thinking at that picture because it's so amazing how our brains work. Whenever, you know, I say this, you instantly already thought of a picture, right. I am sure, yeah. of you as a little girl, <laughs> you know, the one that your mom has in her bedroom or that one from that one day you went to the zoo with your friends, right. whatever. There is that picture, you know, of you little. And when you see that, it's, 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 it's so easy to get emotional and into realizing you are still that person and that person still deserves love. And all throughout life, we expect others to be showing that little girl love. We expect our husbands to be recognizing her or even our kids. They don't even know, you know, and we're expecting them to recognize how much, how hard we've been working every day and they don't really know. And maybe one day when they're adults, they will know and they will tell you these things, but that's a long time ahead. So why not you start treating her with more respect and understanding that she deserves that love every single day, not just when things get hard. You know, not just when some when somebody is, is mean to you, then you decide to go nurture her. Learn to nurture her every day throughout your life because whenever somebody is actually ugly to you, you will have a stronger backbone to know that's not true. That's not my truth.
1: Oh. I like that. I really like knowing your truth and yes, yeah, so we'll definitely link to that exercise in the show notes that yes. everyone can find it, because I feel that will be so Beneficial. Mm -hmm. So, tell the audience where they can find you and connect with you online. So, you can find me
0: in pretty much every platform as Marta Spurk and Empowered Woman. So, I have Empowered Woman community on Facebook, free group, the Empowered Woman podcast, and the Empowered Woman School, which is the virtual membership I mentioned.
1: Awesome! Thank you so much, and we'll be sure to link to that in the show notes. I am so glad that you could join me today. This was such a great conversation.
0: Me too. I loved it so much. It was great.